0: From the live Doppler 10 storm team, Acadiana's local weather leader, meteorologists Keith Morton, Chris Cozart, and Trevor Sonier. This is a KLFY special Tracking the Tropics, Hurricane Season 2022.
1: Hey, welcome to Tracking the Tropics here with meteorologist Chris Cozart, meteorologist Trevor Sonier. And uh, it seems like we were just here, um, and we hope it's a quiet year this year. We've had two really active seasons. Maybe this is our year to kind of relax and not have to deal with any kind of tropical season.
2: And and I have an interview coming up later on the show here with uh, Doctor Phil Klotzbach and he we talk about the Louisiana how bad how much bad luck we've been through the last two years. And he calls it luck and that's exactly what it is so hopefully even though we know it's going to be probably more than likely another active season Louisiana misses all that activity this year,
1: right?
3: Yeah, a yep. few years ago, we had all the Atlantic storms. We haven't really seen that lately. Hopefully, we go back to that pretty soon because all these land-falling storms across the U.S. is definitely wreaking havoc.
1: Yeah, a lot of the ones that have formed over the last couple of years in the Caribbean or Southern Gulf, and uh, a lot of those move toward you know, the Gulf Coast, whether it's Texas, Louisiana, Florida, or Alabama. So let's get to it. We'll look at the forecast for this year. We're going to show the water temperatures first. kind of interesting here because the loop current is very warm. You can see it very well. Uh, With a water temperature map, you can see 87 there across the central and southern Gulf. And uh, what I've read, this could be the warmest it has been. In about 16 or 17 years, it it is a little cooler across the northern Gulf with 84 there, uh, but you can see those really warm waters and really anything that's going to cool us off would be a system that moves over it, uh, but I don't see really that happening, at least in that area anytime soon. Here's the forecast. This comes from Colorado State University, Phil Klotzbach, 19 named storms. The average is 14, 7 hurricanes. And the average is seven, so fairly close there with the hurricanes on average. Major hurricanes, three, average is at three. Then NOAA came out with their forecast last week. Uh, Name storms, 14 to 21, the average is 14, so they're going above normal there. And six to 10 hurricanes, the average is seven. Three to six major hurricanes, the average is three, so going a little above normal there as well. So why is it gonna be an active season? Well, uh, we need El Nino uh, for a uh, 9 active season, and it does look, look like El Nino is really gonna be in play this year, as El Nino causes a lot of wind shear across the Atlantic, and that really disrupts hurricanes. Anytime we talk about a a system uh, developing, if there's a lot of wind shear, usually it won't develop, or if we do see a mature hurricane, moving toward a lot of winds here, it will weaken it, uh, but uh, we're not going to see much of that this year because it's going to be a weak La Nina or even a neutral phase. As we take a look at the forecast for this year, we'll show you what it looks like with the computer models. And this could be the third year in a row we've seen at least a La Nina or a neutral phase. You can see uh, this takes us right here. This is going to be the peak of hurricane season and uh, that black line is neutral most of the models keep it there or just below during the peak of hurricane season so that is one reason uh, that uh, we're expecting an active season maybe next year Uh, We'll see this well up in the El Nino phase. But we really haven't seen an active El Nino in about six or seven years. You really have to go back to 2015 and that was the strongest El Nino we've seen in about 20 years and the hurricane season was very weak. But until we get way back up in here, um, we're really going to see these active hurricane seasons. But just because it's active, that doesn't mean we're going to see anything here. If you go back to 2010 or 2011, those ranked in the top three of most active hurricane seasons, but not when hurricane hit the United States. So you have to look at it that way. Just because we're going with an active year, it doesn't mean that we're gonna see a lot of landfalling hurricanes. And then you go back to 1992 with Hurricane Andrew, um, a lot of folks thought that was a very active year but it wasn't simply because uh, we didn't have a lot of hurricanes that year, but that one, Andrew, didn't make it seem like an active hurricane season. We hope it's quiet around here, and we hope it's quiet all across the United
3: States. Now we're going to go to
1: Trevor with more about modeling.
3: Thanks, Heath. So, we always talk about these um, forecasts and these social media pages that are posting these forecasts 10 to 12 days out in the tropics. It's unwise to do that, and you have to take those with a grain of salt because model accuracy becomes uh, more poor as you go further out in time. Short range, one to three days. Model's pretty good at that point, so you have to prepare for those impacts. Medium range, four to six days. Monitor the forecast, but of course, prepare for changes. Long range, seven to nine days. You have to view that with skepticism and anything beyond. 10 days. Of course, motto accuracy is poor. So here's a good example of that Hurricane Laura, seven days before landfall. And notice the five day forecast for Laura has it somewhere across the Eastern Gulf. Here's the day five forecast. It's getting a little bit better. The National Hurricane Center forecast here is getting a bit better, but it still hasn't making landfall on day five somewhere across Southeastern Louisiana. And finally, this is the National Hurricane Center track 36 hours before landfall, and it's finally pegging down that landfall location across Southwestern portions of Louisiana. That's why the National Hurricane Center waits until 36 to 48 hours out to start issuing those watches and warnings because the National Hurricane Center track gets better and better as you get closer to landfall. So here's a, another way to look at this. The day one average error on the National Hurricane Center forecast is 40 miles day 270 miles. Day three, a 100 mile error is possible in either direction. Notice day five, 200 miles in either direction. So uh, this shows you that that error gets a little bit smaller as you get closer and closer to that landfall date. And that's why it's uh, unwise to look at these forecasts that are 8 to 10 days out because model accuracy is just very poor at that point. Thanks so much,
1: Trevor. Meteorologist Chris Kozart spoke to Dr. Phil Klotzbob, from Colorado State University about the hurricane season.
2: want to welcome in our guest, Dr. Phil Klotzbach. He's with Colorado State. And if you've ever seen a seasonal outlook for the Atlantic hurricane season, more than likely it came from this man right here and his team up in Colorado State. I want to welcome you into KLFY, doctor. Thanks so much for having me. So let's get right to it. I know we have not a lot of time here, but generally speaking, I always get the question, how are seasonal outlooks made? So what goes into that process?
4: Yeah, so there's a lot of different things that we look at. Um, one, a couple of the big factors that we look at every year is, are we going to have El Nino or not? Now, El Nino is warmer than normal water in the central and eastern tropical Pacific Ocean. When El Nino occurs, it tends to increase winds high up in the atmosphere, say 20 to 30,000 feet in the Caribbean, extending out into the tropical Atlantic out of the west. And those tend to tear apart hurricanes as they're trying to develop and to intensify. Unfortunately for the 2022 hurricane season, uh, we do not anticipate El Nino. The odds of El Nino are quite low. Uh, So we think upper-level winds are going to be more favorable or more conducive for hurricanes to form and intensify. We obviously also wonder very closely what's going on in the Atlantic Ocean. One of the big factors we look at is, is the Atlantic going to be warmer than normal or not? The Atlantic is warmer than normal. That just provides more fuel for developing tropical cyclones.
2: And, you know, the last two very active seasons, 21, 20 and 2020, uh, that was La Nina. And there's a possibility that we're going to still stay in La Nina or at least neutral. That's going to be three years in a row. Uh, Is that rare? Have you seen that in the past or, or what do you think about that?
4: Yeah, so we've actually had a trend um, since about 1990 where we've generally had more frequent La Ninas and less frequent El Ninos. Not to say we haven't had significant El Ninos, we did in 97 and 2015, but overall the environment has been trending more towards La Nina. Um, And so we have seen these basically what they call triple dip La Nina's before. The most recent of those occurred uh, in 1998 through 2000. We also had one back from 1973 to 75. At this point, it's unclear whether we're going to have um, another La Nina or perhaps basically what's known as neutral conditions, which means neither El Nino nor La Nina, basically water temperatures in the tropical Pacific near their long term average.
2: And again, your seasonal outlook, the pre-seasonal outlook, again, is not the best of news, uh, as once again, it does look like it could be a rather active or above normal season for us. And, you know, Louisiana, we're kind of getting a little tired of of hearing that. Do we think that there's going to be quieter seasons ahead once we get past the year 2022 here?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously at some point we are going to see another significant El Nino, and that will likely reduce overall hurricane activity, um, at least in that year. Obviously, Louisiana has been just extremely busy the last couple of years. You know, I mean, even in busy seasons, Louisiana doesn't on average get hit as much as they have, you know, at some point that – Basically, effectively, you know, I hate to use the word luck, but it has really effectively been bad luck for the state of Louisiana, some of these storms. Obviously, if the steering, which basically the large scale winds were a little different, the storms could potentially have impacted someone else more significantly. Um, But unfortunately, at least for this year, it looks like another potentially very busy season coming up.
2: Yeah, not the best of news, but again, uh, you're just the messenger at this point, and and we thank you for your seasonal outlooks. They're always usually on point and give us a general idea of what to expect for the upcoming season. I want to once again thank Dr. Klotzbach with Colorado State for uh, joining us here on KLF Y. Hey, thanks so much. We'll be right back.
1: City and state leaders are learning from previous storms as they prepare for another hurricane season. Coming up, how they're planning before the start of the season.
3: So here's some hurricane terminology to talk about. We have the eye of the storm. That's where the strongest winds are within a hurricane. The most intense storms. The outflow, that's a lot. That helps the storm breathe and get further organization. These rain bands are on the outer edge, more so on the right side of the storm, and that's where the heavy rainfall and the tornadoes can be. More tracking the tropics right after the break. Welcome back to tracking the tropics. So we always talk about storm surge. It's actually the deadliest aspect of a hurricane. So here's a good graphic to show you the progression of storm surge and how it gets stronger and it gets higher and more inland as you get further up in the hurricanes intensity. Of course, her every hurricane is different. It's dependent on how large the storm is as well, but this gives us a good idea. This is all actually the maximum of maximums, which means that uh, this is how bad it could get in terms of high tide and everything coming together to produce the maximum amount of storm surge. So category one anything in orange here and yellow, that's three to six feet of storm surge that begins to approach Highway 14. Here's a category two. You start to see more red. That's anywhere from uh, eight to nine plus feet of storm surge. So that means that the water level would be nine feet high in the areas that you see in red. That easily gets the Highway 14 and starts to approach Lake Charles in southwestern Louisiana. Of course, category three. That water surpassing Highway 14, getting very close to Lake Charles. We were talking about with that uh, about that with Laura, saying that the storm surge of uh, four to six feet could be entering the city of Lake Charles. Uh, of course that didn't happen luckily in that scenario but then notice you start to see the water moving up that Chaffalaya Basin category 4 pretty much all of Vermilion Parish at that point would be covered at about six to nine feet of water and that water is now moving into the Lake Charles area and moving north of I-10 and southwestern Louisiana and then finally a category 5 notice anything in red here is above nine feet of storm surge could be moving into southern Acadia all of Calcasieu Parish possibly moving into the 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 southern portions of Lafayette Parish and possibly even Saint Landry Parish in this worst case scenario. So utility workers have a very important job during hurricane season. Of course, they help uh, put the lights back on after we do see a storm. So very important. Uh, Danielle Johnson has that story.
5: In the last two years areas across Louisiana have been impacted by hurricane season and they are still recovering. Leaders from across the state are now taking a proactive approach to better handle pre and post storm events.
2: We just want to make sure that we all have the same goal of providing power to our customers.
5: One of the most important concerns, supply issues of labor and material, also how to strengthen the electric system.
2: Let's do it together. It's, it's easier for us to, to work as a team than to work individually on some ideas where we can. Let's take advantage of the strength of, of Louisiana. Let's, let's take advantage of our relationships and see where we could combine
0: and, and make this a better hurricane season.
5: Mayor President Josh Guillory says he's all for teamwork.
0: Our job as leaders is to be as proactive as we can. found out through the hurricane seasons of the last two years, the winter storm, we found out real quick that working together, there's a lot of synergy there.
5: He says working together would also ensure restoring normalcy, as quickly and as safe as possible. We
0: don't want to sit idle. We don't want to just say okay well we'll prepare later. We want to prepare for the worst and hope for the best and, and the way that we maximize our efforts is to work with everybody and bring our resources together to restore energy and restore normalcy.
5: In Lafayette, Danielle Johnson, KLFY News 10.
3: Coming up, how people who live in flood zones are impacted by flood insurance prices every hurricane season. Over the last
2: five hurricane seasons, 11 names have been retired, most notably for Louisiana 2020's Laura and last year's Hurricane Ida.
0: You are watching Tracking the Tropics, Hurricane Season 2022, only on KLFY News 10.
1: All right, welcome back to Tracking the Tropics. We're here with Rebecca Berry from WFLA in Tampa, Florida. And uh, so uh, we've been doing this trapping, tracking the tropics with you guys and now for a few years, and it's something that we really enjoy doing here. And uh, when there's a, a tropical storm or hurricane threatening Louisiana, uh, we'll go in with you guys and talk about uh, what's heading our way, or or uh, what may miss us. Hopefully uh, we won't see anything this year. Maybe it will be a quiet season. We've been hammered here in Louisiana over the last two or three years. So Rebecca, tell us a little bit about tracking the tropics and uh, when it airs and uh, how many times a week and what time usually to, does it air so our viewers know when to tune in. We usually post it on Facebook, but you know they may want to tune in and see what's going on because a lot of times we'll show it too, even though nothing's heading our way. It's something that you guys do weekly And I know a lot of, we have some folks here that are real interested in the tropics and they may want to watch it weekly.
6: Every week, regardless if there's a storm or not, we're going to go on Wednesday at two o'clock and give you the full update. And on the quieter weeks this year, we have some really exciting guests lined up. So even if there's not anything going on in terms of a storm to track, we've got a lot of experts from around the country who are going to be joining us on the quieter weeks for tracking the tropics. And of course, when there is something to track, that's when a lot of people tend to tune in because everyone wants to know about the latest shift in the cone, what the different models are saying. And it's really the power of area meteorologists like you guys That allows us to collaborate. It really draws on the knowledge uh, your local knowledge of what's going on in your area plus the knowledge of the experts that we can bring in. It's a powerful way to have a conversation and we can also take comments from viewers about what's going on in the tropics because especially as we work our way into August and September and work towards the peak of the season everyone wants to know what's out there where where is it headed and what are the factors that might change that.
1: Exactly and I know in the past even when we haven't had anything moving our way we have a lot of viewers that tune in and and they love seeing this on a weekly basis and our meteorologist uh, we're on there quite a bit I know meteorologist Chris kozart has been on there a few times I've been on there a few times in the last couple of years we've been on there a lot uh, simply because we've had so much of uh, moving our way uh, so um, when did you say exactly when is it gonna start um, is it uh, I guess the first week of June uh, the first week of hurricane season
6: So the first day of hurricane season actually falls on a Wednesday this year. So that'll be the inaugural episode, unless something pops up in between now and then. Because when there is more activity, when we have a storm out there, we're giving you updates whenever we get those updates. But our normal time is Wednesday at 2 p.m
1: yeah that's uh, that's where it's been in the past and I figured you guys would start it on the first day of hurricane season of course the models have been showing a little bit of mischief in the Gulf of Mexico over the last couple weeks luckily that GFS model did not pan out now the Europeans trying to jump on something uh, in the Gulf in about eight to ten days so uh, we hope that we don't have a lot to talk about Uh, we love the show but we don't want too much to talk about this year Uh, we're hoping for a quiet season but uh, you know, for our viewers, you can tune in uh, once a week, unless there's more going on. If there's a lot more going on. Of course, uh, we'll be on more with tracking the tropics, but we hope it just stays to once a week this year and that's it. We don't have to do any more. That means it will be a quiet season, right?
6: That would be nice. You know, we know we're going into a La Nina season that typically produces three times the number of systems that an El Nino, uh, Pattern does, So we know that we're going to have a lot of activity. We're going to work hard to keep you informed and safe with tracking the tropics. It's just one of the many tools that you have at your disposal to get, have a better idea of what you can expect as a storm start to fire up the season. But we are hoping for a quieter one.
1: We hope so. And it's kind of rare to get three La Ninas in a row. Um, yeah, usually we'll have an El Nino thrown in there. But um, you know with this three in a row, um, like, looks like it's going to be another active season. But of course, we can't have active seasons and nothing Hits the United States and then of course you had like Andrew back in 1992 which wasn't an active season but everybody thought it was because uh, you had Andrew so uh, even though it's supposed to be active hopefully we won't have any US landfalling hurricanes or tropical storms but thanks so much meteorologist Rebecca Barry for joining us on we're tracking the tropics while we have coming up this year and um, you know thanks so much for joining us on our, uh, our hurricane special and uh, we hope that we won't see it too much this year but uh, hopefully You guys have a safe hurricane season there in Tampa.
6: Thank you so much for having me. And even when we do have the quieter weeks, we've got really exciting lineup of experts on tracking the tropics this year. See you soon. Thanks.
2: Thanks Heath. Could your flood insurance rate be going up? News 10's Rodrika Taylor spoke with local insurance agencies about what current policy holders should look out for.
0: We've suffered so many flood losses in the last few years, hurricanes, um, you know, large rains and stuff that have come through our area um, and the insurance flood insurance has increased. um, So I'd be aware of that as a um, as a consumer.
7: According to FEMA, the average cost to the national flood insurance program policy in Louisiana is currently over $700.
0: Those that have flood insurance, I would Pull that policy out and go over the deductibles, familiarize yourself with the coverages that you have on your home.
7: FEMA says most policy may increase up to 18%.
1: We're looking at our our current flood insurance policies and so far. Several of them have taken a rate increase.
7: As we prepare for hurricane season, FEMA says do not assume that flood damage will be covered by Federal Disaster Assistant. They say quote, Federal Disaster Assistant is only made available when there is a presidential disaster declaration, and most flood events do not result in a declaration.
0: Flood insurance covers water coming from outside your home into your home.
1: Just because you're not in a high-risk high, rate flood, I mean, high risk flood zone, it's probably prudent to look at flood insurance. The rates are a lot cheaper if you're not in a high-risk flood zone.
7: Local agents say to make sure to check your current policy.
0: Flood insurance renewal, um, which should come out 30 to 45 days before it renews, you'll see that increase, if any, in your flood insurance.
7: Radjurka Taylor, KLFY, News 10.
1: Each year, many people die from generator misuse. Here are a few safety rules to consider. Read the instruction manual before use. Do not run a generator indoors, in a garage, or in any enclosed area. Turn the generator off when refueling. Do not overload the power supply and get generator service before the storm approaches. We'll have more tracking the tropics coming up in a few minutes. and welcome back to tracking the tropics hope you've enjoyed the show so far and uh we're gonna leave with some last uh you know comments from our meteorologist and uh, we hope it's a quiet year, you know, even if it's active, that doesn't mean we're gonna see anything move toward us, but we have to be prepared. Um, it's something that, that we say every year, but you know, we, we could have uh, something very soon. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you
2: know Acadiana has yeah. been very, very fortunate. Right. You know, Delta right. in 2020 was our worst storm, but we had Laura on the west side of yep. us, Ida last year on the east side. So uh, again, hopefully just Louisiana in general just misses right. most of the activity this year.
1: And, uh, you know, yeah, we've been right in the middle between both of those. Uh, hopefully, this year will just be quiet and, you know, the tropics will take a break on, on South Louisiana.
3: Yeah, we've been lucky just l- remembering some of those storm yeah. surge models, the maximum of maximums, yeah. what could happen if a Category 5 went up for Million Bay. Some really scary stuff there. And I- uh, Southwest Louisiana has seen it, Southeast Louisiana. We've been lucky with that, hopefully that continues. And
1: that was a good piece you did there because people don't realize a Cat 5 up Vermillion Bay, the water could come as far as Lafayette. I mean, yeah. that's that's hard to fathom, mm-hmm. you know, but we have to prepare for that because it could happen, you know, someday. But, uh, you know, it, it's supposed to be an active year, doesn't mean we're actually gonna see a lot here in Louisiana, um, but stay safe out there and go ahead and get prepared. And we'll be on top of it all year long, tracking the tropics for you. And, um, you know, it goes through November the 30th. A lot of people don't realize that it is a long season. Usually for us, if we're going to see anything, it's late August, early September. That's been the trend. Of course, we had Delta a few years ago in October, Mm -hmm. but usually the the big ones hit late October or late August and early September. So thanks guys uh, for your pieces on tracking the tropics. And we'll be here for you throughout the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. Have a safe hurricane season.